Good afternoon, everybody. It's Bob Turner. We're back with podcast number three. We're just tearing through them over here. Um, today, we've got Scott Bowman with us from uh, Iron Legion Strength Company in Westbrook, Maine. Scott is uh, he's, he's the owner of that company. He also owns uh, the Not Born This Way apparel company. And that wasn't enough, so he decided to start a <laughs> podcast of his own, and he calls that Not Born This Way as well. Um, I'm going to just get it right out of the way right now and say the word fuck, because we're probably going to say that yeah. a lot today. Okay, good. I want to make um, sure that was... It's part of Scott's vernacular <laughs> out there in the world, and frankly, it's part of mine, too. I'm just probably a little better at, at controlling it at times, but today... I think I've gotten better, though. I'm going to just apologize to my mother right off the front, yeah. <laughs> although she's been to a gym, so it's no big deal. But anyway, Scott's a husband, father, mentor, coach. He's a podcaster. He's a power lifter. He's been a bodybuilder. I know he does Brazilian jiu-jitsu. I probably spelled that wrong. Um, he's it. he's an ins uh, inspiration to many. Um, he's a giver of zero fucks. So there you go for that. And just generally a guy that marches to the beat of his own drum. Um, he's a guy that I met, I don't know how many, seven, seven six, probably. seven years ago. Yeah. I instantly liked him. Like, I need to know that guy. He's going to be in my life. We kind of had two little gyms together, uh, not together, but uh, beside one another. And, uh, and I met you and I'm like, oh shit, that gym guy moved in next door. And uh, you were like, oh crap, there's a fitness place next door. But we became fast yeah. friends yeah. and uh, we referred customers back and forth to yeah. one another very quickly. So anyway, thanks for being here today um, and, and wanting to be on this the podcast. And we're, we're really new to it, just getting going. You've done 302 or three podcasts. 302, yeah. Yeah, yeah. with the iPhone yeah. and the, in the Jeep. And yeah. I love it. Yeah. Um, so you inspired me to do this so That's thank awesome. you yeah. yeah so i just wanted to come on today and, and get you to have a conversation uh maybe start by just kind of telling us a little bit about yourself even starting with how you came to me yeah yeah well funny story too about meeting you is i still remember we had uh rented our first unit in the mill right and there was two open next to me yeah. so that was my space was about a thousand square feet there was like an 800 square feet space and another thousand yep so I got mine, we're rocking and rolling, and then uh, the maintenance guy, Dan, comes in and says, hey, almost like trying to start up a little bullshit, right? He said, yeah. hey, another gym's moving in down the street. I said, what the fuck are you talking about? He said, another gym's moving in, man, next door. I said, all right, hold up. Yeah. So I found out, and I, then uh, I don't remember our first actual meeting, but I remember coming over to say, hey. Yeah. And of course, like you were, what I liked about it was it was not at all confrontational or right. like competitive it was like cool dude like right on because we were different enough to know that we weren't competing with right. each other for customers right my opinion dude even if you literally did the same thing i wouldn't care because yeah. my opinion has always been dude be better like right. if you moved in next door and put me out of business i suck yeah that's literally how i look at it i can't be mad at you right i'm just mad at me if all of a sudden my customers went to your store I screwed up. I'm not mad at you for being Probably bad. made us both better at what we were doing. Totally. Even so though we weren't competing. I thought that was cool, but I, I always remember once you got established, I'm like, I got to get that second space taken up real quick though, because one of, <laughs> we, we only had one place to move and that was in the middle, right? So yep. I'm like, I, I just got to beat them to it. Yep. And I remember we rented it before we were ready. Yeah. Couldn't afford it. Didn't know how I was going to make it work, but I'm we like, we were going to take it. I'm I like, can't that let this guy take it and i knew you were going to take Jim it guy is going to take that so, space and then you took it i'm like god damn it but we weren't it. ready for it and but, as it turned out um you ended up with all of it anyway in the end which has been good for you it's been um, great and, and uh, you ended up cutting a hole in the wall for us to yeah. get in there i mean it was it was cool <laughs> to think that like the guy who was maybe going to be like the big competition and the yeah. big you know dan thought it was going to be this big rumble between us right. turned out to be like you know you're cutting a hole in the wall for us and drywalling it just, out and, everybody's just doing their thing and I, there's always enough for, to go around you yep. know especially for the people that are doing things right and treating yep. people well so yeah but yeah that was an interesting that was really funny so yeah i mean to get back to your question without the the super long drawn out um i grew up in new jersey went to college didn't know what, really what i wanted to do I mean, I went to college because I wanted to play hockey somewhere. You know, I, I could care yep. less about school. I got a degree in landscape architecture. Like, yeah. I literally was like, okay, what sounds interesting and doesn't have a lot of math. Right, um, right. <laughs> graduated and like never thought for one second about doing that for a living. Yeah. Uh, I had gotten into lifting as part of a hockey, playing hockey. Just got a job at a gym coming out of college and yep. literally worked there for like eight years and lived with my parents just trying to figure out what I wanted to do, and, I, and I, I was a bodybuilder at the time, so I just wanted a place that I could eat, work out, and make a little bit of money. Yeah. Didn't really know personal training was a, it, it was, this was 30 years ago, so it wasn't even like a thing. It was really like something I thought that 
uh, celebrities had personal trainers, yep. but I didn't think you could just be a normal guy and be a personal trainer. Sure. Uh, ended up making my way to New York City and doing it there. Um, and then I found out that it could actually be a lucrative, like a real real career type of thing. So, a real job, as yeah, they say. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so I got, you know, I had a real job as a personal trainer. I worked with really interesting, awesome people um, from 5 a.m. to, you know, 7 p.m. every day. And I, and I literally loved it. I got offered jobs to manage, to get into sales, but I was like, I just like, Working with my clients, yeah, man. I don't want to. I don't want to manage trainers. Nothing. But the problem was, is I ran into what we talked about a little bit earlier. I can't keep trading my dollars for hours now that I'm getting. I was. I was now in my early 30s. I met my my current my wife, and um, I'm like, how are we ever going to have a life? I used to go to bed at nine, dude, because yeah. I woke up at four. Right. Well, that, that's not much for a dating life when you're you know, in New York City. And my, my wife, her job, she'd have to be at work till like 10. People are just starting to go out at nine. Seriously, though. She would, we'd go out to dinner and she's like, what do you want to do? I'm like, I got to go home. She's like, she, I don't think she even thought I liked her for the first three months because I was so lame, right? <laughs> but I remember thinking, like, if we're going to have kids and have a life, like, this can't be my job. Right. So I think I need to own something so people work for me, right? right. So I start looking into how to open, I mean, literally, like, have business writing business plans for dummies fucking book yeah no idea totally yeah. out of my league yeah. plus in new york city kind of impossible yeah right from a financial right. standpoint um opportunity came up for me to move to florida and be a partner with my brother-in-law in a franchise fitness center yeah. so he'd basically put up the money i put up a little bit and i'd run it for him so i was Perfect. like all right no brainer yeah we packed up all our shit literally dude like liquidated the 401k took savings. She left her job. My daughter, we were pregnant with my daughter who's 14 now, moved to Florida, only knew them and just went for it. Yeah. Right. All in. Um, that was around 2007, 2008, yeah. not a great time to open a business. Yeah. So economy crashes. We stayed open. We, we, you know, opened a business, a luxury business, right? Yeah. Personal training is not for everybody. Right. In a time when everyone's for okay, everyone's stock market accounts were disappearing and yeah. nobody had any extra money. Right. Um, but we stayed afloat. It just wasn't super profitable, right? Yeah. Um, but my wife and I realized, like, I don't think Florida, we lived in Miami at the time. Yep. It just didn't seem like where we wanted to raise our family and our yep. kids. Just by what we were seeing, we we're just like, I don't think there's a place for us. Yeah. So we had a difficult conversation about, like, where do we see our life? Like, I loved my opportunity, running a business. Sure. I, we took over a second one, so I was running two of them. Just didn't feel like the thing. Yeah. So we decided we got to figure out a way out of this. Yep. Yeah. So we basically um, figured out we don't want to live there. Had to yep. have a difficult conversation with my partner, with yep. my brother-in-law, and that we want to leave. You know, and he was like, "Well, no problem. I get it, but I can't just take this business over without you because he's not a fitness guy, right?" So right. we had to build it up, sell it, and then move. So in the meantime, uh, Maine was on our radar because the woman we rented our apartment from yep. in Maine or in in Miami rather. She lived in Kennebunk. Okay. So she would send us photographs. She and my wife became friends. She sent us pictures all the time. Wintertime, summertime, like so Four beautiful. Seasons, yeah. And when we started telling her we were leaving, she's like, where are you going? And we said, we want to just get back up to some seasons. We missed wintertime. We missed, I mean, this is a little dramatic, but yeah. we missed the four seasons. Yes. You don't get those in Florida. Right. She said, you should really consider Maine. I had no idea where Maine even was, dude. Like it yeah. wasn't even on my radar at all. Yeah. Uh, but we started looking. We came up and took a look around Portland, drove around Scarborough and you know all the areas, and we're like, this might work. Um, I sold the business, got lucky enough to get hired by the franchise company that we were a part of. Yeah. So I could work from home. We had a guy look at homes for us. I freaking flew up here, and he had five houses picked out, and. Um, this is kind of funny though, because you know we're literally trying to pick out homes in a state we've never been in, talking to a guy we don't know, yeah. who's like, "All right, I walked through that one piece of shit. Walked through this one, kind of nice, but like, I walked through this one too close to the water with your little kids. Like, it was kind of <laughs> cool." Yeah. So we had picked out like five, but there was one that stood out. It was ugly from the front, right? It was like that old school Maine red, yeah, nice Maine colonial red. But the first picture on Zillow or whatever, it was like turquoise green carpet. <laughs> <laughs> brown uh cabinets and like some ugly it was we'll, just ugly we'll take inside <laughs> so i think people just bailed on it right, right? you know how that is you go yeah. a second thing oh fuck this place yeah but if you kept going it was a really nice house for a nice property in scarborough so she was like babe i love this one 
I'm like, me too. That's the house. She's like, all right, well, we got to pick out some other ones to make worth the trip. I'm like, no, we don't. That's the house. She's like, you can't go all the way to Maine for one house. I'm like, but we only need one house. That's the fucking house. And like, that's how I roll, right? She's like, can we at least pick some other ones, you know, to make, I'm like, go ahead. Pick six. So we had like to say six. And the guy's name was Troy. She's been communicating with Troy the whole time. She's the... She's the one that does that stuff. Yeah. I don't like that stuff. So I'm just going to come up and look at it without her. Right. Because she and I make very emotional decisions, not always smart. Yeah. So she's like, you go up just by yourself, scope them out with this guy, Troy. I'm literally on the fucking plane. I get a text from Troy to both of us. Hey, guys, the Red House is under contract, but we're good to go for all the other ones. I'm like, it's not what you I want go, to hear. what the fuck? And I text Chris and I'm like, no, no. What do you mean? No. How do you not know it's about to be under contract? Like, that's the house. Do whatever you got to do, but like, we got to get in there. And then I have to shut my phone off. Yeah. So I get <laughs> off and I open my phone. She's like, all right, we're in on a full price offer and you guys are seeing it at eight o'clock in the morning. So we went in Perfect. full price. Uh, he picks me up. We turn the corner. I'm like, dude, that's the house. We walk in. It's awesome. It's an older woman whose husband had recently passed. She was just overwhelmed. She's got this yeah. big, you know, four Stuff. bedroom house, yeah. doesn't know what to do with it. And she's getting all these offers from like New York City guys, Boston guys who are coming in there going, yeah, we'll take down this wall, open this up. And she's just like, right? Yeah. Which is yeah. where she raised her kids. So I think the fact that we were coming up with a family, family. we didn't have any money. I'm like, <laughs> we're not doing anything right. for like 10 years. Yep. Don't worry because we don't, this is our whole budget. Um, she, she said, she agreed to it. She, she, Said no to the other offer, took us up on it. Troy and I drove around to the other places for two seconds and we're like, okay, thanks. Yep, okay, thanks. thanks. Take care. You got and it. That was it. So, so you showed up. Showed up. No job. I had a job with the franchise company, okay. but I worked from home. Right. So I just sat in my basement on the phone with, I was a, what's called a support rep. Yeah. So other locations, I would talk to them and help them. Yeah. But it just wasn't my thing, dude. I worked for a corporation, you know. Um, Punching the time clock, yeah, basically. pretty much, exactly. for the man. And yeah. uh, Chris, we were trying to figure out, also I wasn't making enough money. So yeah. she was like, you know, we were trying to figure out how could I make additional income mm-hmm. on the side of that job. And I was looking at all these ridiculous ideas. I was going to write a book and I was going to do this. And she's like, babe, you're a great writer. And one day I'll write a book. You're not going to pay the bills by writing a book. Right. <laughs> what about you just start training people? I'm yeah. Like, oh, I guess so. Do, so. do what you know. Found a place I could just train people. Trained three or four people a day. Started getting the bug again. Um, the guy who owned that gym uh, wanted to sell it. So he offered it to me. I said, no, I'm done with owning a business, bro. That True. was a bad experience. I like working for someone else. I just want to train people and make money. Yep. But he kept hammering me, kept dropping the price. 130 grand, 100 grand. So I said, right, let's talk about this. And, I, and now this is when, you know, I start paying attention to like, is this a universe? Is this the universe telling me like, yes, yeah, right. And um, I had a other couple of things, weird things happen that kind of were pushing me in that direction. And then uh, one day my wife was like, babe, I think, you could, I think you should just say yes. You know? So I talked to my boss. I said, look, I have an opportunity to buy a gym. I think I might, you know, retire from this and do that. And he's like, all right, just give me like six months because you need know, to replace you. I'm like, that's cool. Then the guy changes his mind, takes back this offer. Now, dude, meanwhile, I've already been, I mean, once, once I said yes, I got sketches in my office about True. what I'm going to call it, how yeah. I'm going to paint it. So now I'm kind of pissed. I've already told my boss I'm going to leave. So now I can't even deal with training people there anymore because I'm kind of upset. Yeah. And then we just decided, uh, let's look around, see if we could start something. We planted a seed. Found, found yeah. that space in the mill. Yeah. It was only like seven or 800 bucks a month. So I'm like, oh, I could, I could do this, that. right? Yeah. Bought two grand worth of stuff on, on um Craigslist. Yep. And then uh, off to the races. And then that's when we met probably a month or two after that. We were only there for a short time before I met you. Yeah. And I think that's important to point out too is that I think a lot of people wait until they're, you know, 100% ready to start a business. And you never really are. You weren't. I mean, you just still aren't. Put the shit in your truck and went down to Westbrook and fired it up, hung out your sign and said, let's go. Yeah. You know, so let's flash forward a bit. It's, It's been several years now um you've you know you went in there and trained and you built your staff and your your team people came people went um you get kind of the same core group however um you're not there every day yep. and you're 
you know, you're 302 episodes deep into a podcast. Yeah. You've got an apparel company. Yeah. You know, and you're, you know, you're, and I also know that you're doing some like online group coaching yeah. as well. So yeah. how do you go from a guy that threw a bunch of shit in the back of a truck? <laughs> Good question. Right? Yeah. You know, yeah. I think I know. Yeah. You, you just bootstrapped it and yeah. you just worked your nuts off. Yeah. You know, and I've seen you do it. Yeah. So like, you know, connect the dots for yeah. everybody. Like how did that all happen? Yeah. Well, I think it's interesting. Just magic, right? When I would see people yeah. who are at a level that I would aspire to, I would have the same questions. Like, how does that, how does Andy Frisella end up there? Right? Yeah. How does Sean Whalen end up there? What I used to love about Andy is when he would tell stories on his podcast about like those first couple of years and he'd show a picture of like him and his brother in a store with like five boxes of supplements. And it's kind of yeah. like that same yeah. story. It's like, I didn't have anything you just listed None of this was in the plan right. seven years ago. Right. I wasn't saying, I'm going to build this and then this and then that. It literally was just, I, when, the, when the gym deal fell through, I was like, I'm going to open my own gym. That was my response. I was like, yeah. fuck him, I'm going to open my Do own. Do it myself. But I had zero money, literally zero. So I'm like, all right, who are my clients that I've worked with in the past that could, afford, like, could swing, maybe loan me some money? So I reached out to a, very, a guy I'm very close with who's comfortable financially, and he said, well... And he's very like, uh, he's my buddy, but he's also like not going to just fucking give me a gift of 50 grand. He's right. like, why, why would I like yeah. invest? If I'm going to invest the money, I'm going to have to be like a majority partner. And I'm going to have to get a lot of return. Like I'm going to, yeah. if I'm going to give you 50 grand, I'm going to need a lot back. Yeah. And I was like, oh shit, I don't want to do that. And then yeah. um, that's when we decided, stop trying to think about opening a big gigantic gym. And honestly, I think it was the guy that did my first T-shirts. So when, when, I, when I worked at the other gym, and this is kind of ties it all together, actually. Uh, he would get a, you know, shirts for the gym, just, yeah. and, and they were just normal gym shirts. And then some of my clients who trained with me, uh, I had like an online training pro- program too. So I, could, yeah. I had like an online little, little family. They were like, hey, we, not, we need our own shirts. Like, you yeah, have to have shirts shirt. for it. Yeah. Yep. So I'm like, yeah, let me get some shirts printed up. So I was just going to find a local guy. My wife was like, no, no, no. Talk to Chris. Chris owns a company called Holy Shirt. And uh, he's <laughs> yeah. in Syracuse, New York. That's where yeah. my wife grew up. She goes, talk to Chris. This is just what he does. You can't just, just don't fuck around with this. Talk to him. And he saved me because he said, bro, spend time getting a really dope logo and a cool looking shirt because, and, and spend more money on good shirts. Yeah. Because if you buy the cheap Hanes $4 shirt, it just sits in a drawer, you mow your lawn with it, you paint your house with it, and that's it. Yep. If you have a cool shirt that's comfortable, it fits good, people wear yeah, them out it to the bar, people wear them to the gym, like, that's the point, it's promotional. Right. So instead of buying you know, $4 shirts, I bought $15 shirts, you know, whatever. And he, he made up a cool logo. So I brought him into the gym one day, I, sold like, you know, I, I ordered like 20 of them, and brought them into the gym to hand out to my clients. And people who weren't clients were like, whoa, you know, shirts. Can I buy some shirts? Can I wear some shirts? And it was a thing. And my, the guy that owned the gym was like, bro, I've never seen anybody sell fucking shirts like this. What the hell? <laughs> and, and they got kind of jealous though and kind of pissed at me, right? Because yeah. they could see that I was kind of like overshadowing like their stuff, yeah. right? Um, but he, he was actually a really good business mentor because he told me about restaurants in his area. You'd have this little small restaurant opens up right size of this room and it's packed and it's great food and they're got a line out the door and then they move to restaurant row and they get 2000 square feet and they're out of business in 6 months right he said so get the smallest place you yeah. can possibly find yep. and be too busy yep. and then worry you pack about it, it. Yep. and that's what we did we found that yep. i think it's 900 or 1000 square feet found the stuff and then it was just like it just kind of happened organically where I was like, all right, I called two people right away that I knew. I knew I needed some other trainers in there to help me. Right. And then um, that space opened up between me and you. Yeah. Jumped on that and figured out, hey, I think we need to start offering groups because we were just doing privates. And in Westbrook, Maine, not everybody could afford just personal training. Right. So we started of offering course. groups at 20 yep. bucks instead of sure. 60 bucks. That took up that room. The space across the hall was, uh, remember there was those guys across the oh, hall, yeah. that nice I remember. space. Yep. I would always just walk by and go, man, that would be cool. And then it became available. Yep. And I was like, to your point, I said, put me on the list for when that's open. Six months, I couldn't afford that. I didn't, I didn't have the staff. I didn't have the income. I mean, literally, we were borrowing the guys in there. We were using their Wi-Fi code yep. 
Because I couldn't pay for Wi-Fi. I'd be willing to guess, though. I'd be willing to bet that you made that jump, though, and within a month, you had already said to yourself, I'm glad I did that. Absolutely. Yeah. And, and I think what happens to people is by committing to do it, then everything falls into place. Because like, right. like, I'm sure the same thing for you. You're like, all right, shit. I just scheduled the first one for this day, and I haven't figured out this, this, and this. Right. So you have a deadline now. Sure. If you don't commit to it, dude, I just started my, same thing. I just started my online coaching group. Like I did my fifth call today. So I do one a week. Yep. I've been talking about this for like a year and it wasn't until I finally said, I'm starting on this date that I went in and figured out how am I going to get people to, how are people going to actually pay? Right. Stupid stuff. Like right now you can go on my website and buy apparel online. Yeah. Easy. Yeah. I didn't know how to set up recurring billing, right? right? Like you're going to pay sure. X amount a month every yep. month. I had to figure that out. But like, it's easy to figure out if it has to be done by tomorrow. Exactly. Like <laughs> you just go on YouTube today and figure they it out. They say that right? that's uh, oh, one coaching group I'm involved in. They said that's uh, Parkinson's law, I think. So mm. if, if yes. I said to you, hey, you have until n- you have all day to get this done. Yep. It's going to take all day. If you have till noon to get it done, it's done at noon. 100%. So, one of the things I noticed about your gym, and I went in and you know, you got things spray painted on the wall, not born this way, and strength and this and that, is that the, there's a it feels like there's a like a chip on the gym's shoulder. Yeah. You know, like you know, somebody told you you couldn't do this, so come here and like peep you're like I think the easiest way I was I was writing some notes before this and what I wrote was um, you guys aren't just lifting weights over there, you're lifting people. Yeah. And I see people come out of your space that might otherwise never touch a weight in their life. Yeah. You know, uh, you're not, I mean, there's no trail of bohunks coming out of yeah, that yeah, joint yeah. that are going yeah. to doing it. It's yeah. like you have a lot of, um, non, frankly, not your traditional gym. Non people, right? Like yeah. non-athlete, yeah. if you yeah. will, on paper that, yeah. that are in there and all of a sudden they're deadlifting 250 yeah. or whatever. Yeah. And they're, they may have uh, some, some things that they're dealing with personally yeah. and all of a sudden, you're like the best part of their week. Yeah. You know? Yeah, exactly. That's pretty cool. Yeah, it is it, cool. Because anybody can, can open some space and just say, well, come on over and lift weights with me. And this yeah. is how you do You do your three reps of 10 and yeah. you know, three sets of 10. And then you yeah. come over here. Oh, this is what a superset is. Yeah. But it seems like what's going on over there is so much more than that. Yeah. And really always yeah. has been. Yeah. So that's, that's cool stuff. Well, I remember you mentioning that to me once in the hallway. Yeah. I remember and actually when we, when, we, when we took over your space, when yep. you had left. And you yeah. said, like, I don't know how the fuck you did it, but you managed to get all these non-workout people in here. Right. And there's something that's magic. Because yeah. I don't know how you do it. Right. Whatever you're saying. And they're flocking there. Yep. And, and it's because it's, uh, people don't always remember what you say to them, but they remember how you made them feel. 100%. Right. And they're, they're coming out of there feeling good. Yeah. Like, I can go up to Planet Fitness. I can go in there and I can have a hell of a sure. workout. But yeah. You, you know, have the same equipment we have in your basement. Right. We don't have any so you're taking fancy equipment. What nothing. anybody could do, you know, yeah. theoretically, yeah. and and just doing it better. Yeah, like you said. So well, I think, dude, on that point too, for any business, you're you're not selling the business, right? So if you're if you're doing construction for me, right, you're gonna come over. You're not selling me a new bathroom. You're selling me my wife being happy yep. to go take a bath and relax on a Friday. You're yeah. selling me my daughter going in there to get dressed for school in a nice clean place. I, you know, you're not selling me that service. So you can get a fucking workout for free. You don't need to pay 70 right. bucks to have someone take you through a workout. What you're paying for at our gym is the emotion that's tied to becoming stronger. We have a, a expression that we use called empowerment through strength. Mm-hmm. And that's what you're seeing, right? You're seeing the person who's never been good at sports, never been happy with the way they look, uh, never been someone that would raise their hand to go to the front of the room. All of a sudden they come in, they find out, hey, I might not look great in a swimsuit just yet, but I'm pretty fucking good at deadlifting. And all of a sudden they're at a powerlifting meet on Saturday and there's 150 people or more there and they're on top of the world. Yep. And then nobody cares what they look like. Nobody cares that they didn't play sports in high school. Yeah. And then, so now you're attaching, you know, that emotion to your business and that's what that's what it is, yeah. right? And that and that's what and I swear, I swear I think that's for every business, you know. Yeah, because you're not a guy that I mean, you're not you're not six four two fifty, but you're you're not uh, what I wouldn't. You could be intimidating right. to a lot of people, right? You know, you you got the tats, you're a rugged dude, you got right. you the beard, you know, like 
You're that prototypical, yeah, 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 you know, yeah, powerlifter yeah, guy, yeah, right? Yeah, I yeah. think I said one time you said I'll be at the powerlifting meet uh, oh, yeah. this weekend. Look, look for the bald guy with the beard and the tattoos. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> really stand out. Yeah. But you know, I mean, words I hear associated with you, and I picked some of this up from from your website, um, was you know, passionate, inspiring, caring, one of a kind. You know. Um, a lot of guys in your position, you would hear words like arrogant, you know, <laughs> egotistical, muscle head, yeah. uh, you know, selfish. Yeah. You know, you're none of that. Yeah. Yeah. You're none of that. I hear your podcast and you, you know, I was listening to one today. It was 280, 272. Um, you know, you were talking about uh, how you hadn't even lifted for three weeks. Yeah. And you, you were off and yeah. you were being vulnerable and transparent and... Now that resonates with people when yeah. you when you sit there and go, you know what, dude, you might see, what you might see is Scott that yeah. owns the gym yeah. and yeah. getting my workout in every day at 5 a.m. and I never screw up. But there you were saying, you know what, I was out for three weeks, I was home, yeah. I could have done yeah. my podcast <laughs> yeah. and I didn't even do that. Yeah, you know, yeah. didn't do and, shit. And, and yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. so yeah. that that was that was pretty cool. Yeah. Um, you know, speaking of the podcast, you're 302 episodes deep. I mean, how do you just? I mean, this is number three for yeah, us. Yeah, yeah. Like. Yeah. How'd you get from three to 302 and, and, and find a whole bunch of things to talk yeah, about in there? Like, I know. It's a good question. I think when I first started, it was because, and I did what you're doing, man. It sounds like you're, you know, you're, you're paying to be in these groups and learn and, and grow. Sure. Yeah. And I've always just really enjoyed learning and pushing my own personal boundaries, like my own boundaries of like getting better at stuff. Personal I'm development. Never, yep. I'm never yeah. satisfied with what I know or what I'm doing. And, uh, I listened to or watched a video of a guy that talked about, uh, like we just talked about earlier before we got on air, uh, repurposing your content, right? He's like, yeah. if you do a speech or anything, you have to have that. Like, don't give a great workshop and not have it on video. Like, right. you, you can use that forever, forever, especially now with the technology. And with my clients, and I'm sure you've experienced this, I'd be working one-on-one -on -one with a client. Let's say you and I are working together. You ask me a question about something. Maybe you're frustrated with your body. Your weight hasn't changed, but right. I'm explaining to you why you look better. And, you, and I'm like, fuck. I wish everyone, because I'm going to say everyone that same thing that to nine more people today. <laughs> right. And I wish I could tell everybody. So a podcast became the way that I felt like Leverage. everybody could listen to this. Yeah. They would live somewhere and all the clients could go listen True. to it. So it started out just being that. It was yeah. mostly fitness related stuff yeah you know, weight loss stuff it would literally be a question somebody asked me in the gym i talk about it on my way home in the car right. and i just committed to doing i think it was like two a week at the time just yeah. just bang them out yeah. and then um as it progressed i've i realized at some point i've said everything there is to say about fitness like right. i kind of just used up every answered every question i i don't know everything and at some point you end up being your 50 52. 50, yeah. You're a 52 year old guy that's that's got a little something to say. Exactly. And, and maybe it, been kicked it, around a bit. It just became more of that. And yeah. then uh, I, I played a little what, with getting guests on there, which I'd like to do some more, but it's just uh, down on the priority scale. Seems like it's you. But, it's like, hey, Scott from Iron, Iron Legion, boom, boom, boom. I know 90% of the time you're right in your Jeep. Totally. You know, you got, you got to hear. For my daughter, a tutor, and her tutor. <laughs> yeah. I'm sitting in, the, in the, sitting in the street, man. Yep. Yep. So I, that, I mean, it was funny because for a while I, I got, I have a, I've had a, I don't even listen to them. I don't yeah. even listen to them. I record it and I set it up. So every yeah. once in a while, I have, I have one or two guys that really listen to all of them. He'll yeah. be like, dude, you got to take that one down. I can't hear <laughs> shit because I think your window was open. Or I was telling your guy here, I had my Bluetooth headphones for a yeah. couple and they kept scratching on my beard. Yeah. So the sound yeah. quality is not good on any of them, but some of them it's intolerable. But, yeah. You know what I mean? <laughs> Talk to me about the, you know, where did Not Born This Way come from and how has that morphed into what's now, you know, an apparel company and, and the name of your podcast? Yeah. Um, so that was something that uh, I think it was uh, Lady Gaga had a song called Born This Way, yeah. right? Way back in the day. Right. And um, I remember thinking at some point in the process, like a lot of us in that gym world were not necessarily put on this planet this way. Like I was a small, skinny, insecure dude for much of my life, right? Yeah. And then finding weight training and building my body a little bit gave me some confidence that I didn't have. And then that confidence translated into other areas. And then, you know, 20 years later, I'm the guy that's sitting here with you now. Right. But like, I wasn't necessarily this way. Like, cause, cause there are a lot of people that are gifted and are just freaking genetic freaks from the beginning. I believe that. But there's a lot of people that aren't. <laughs> yeah. And so that was kind of where that started. Yeah. 
And uh, I just always liked that idea. And yeah. it was very clear to me what it meant. And what's funny, when I first like wrote it on the gym wall, it wasn't a t-shirt or anything yet. I just wrote that on the wall. And a lot of people didn't really know what it meant. It didn't, it didn't strike the same chord in everybody that did in me. Right. But I didn't let that like deter me. I kind of was like, I know you guys don't know what this fucking means, but I, it's something. It's going to be something. One day it's going to be something. Yeah. And then with the COVID stuff, when the gym got shut down, uh, we were only closed for six weeks. We got really, I mean, lucky. If, yeah. I mean, the fact yeah. that anybody got closed down, yeah. we, could, we could have a whole other conversation about this. Right. But personal training places were allowed to open back up. So we opened back up. And um, I just didn't like the fact that all my eggs were in one basket, right? The gym was extremely successful. Um, we had such awesome clients. They helped us stay open when we were yeah. closed. Um, but I didn't like being that vulnerable. It right. didn't make me feel good. Um, and we had been selling apparel to the gym people, to our own people for a while. And I knew that that had some legs. You know, yeah. our, our best-selling T-shirt was something that says, Lift Heavy, Be Kind. Right? That became right. our, our kind of yeah. thing. So I said, you know what? I think people would buy this even if they didn't come to our gym. But the problem was because it was our gym's shirt, if you went to a different gym, you wouldn't want to wear my gym shirt. Do you sure. know what I mean? Yeah. Right? So it's kind of like it was like a loyalty factor. So people felt like, well, I can't buy that shirt because I don't go to that gym. So you and took I, the Iron Legion off Yeah. It. So what if we take the Legion off and just make a different brand? Yeah. That sells to a fucking Adidas. Yeah. You wear an Adidas shirt and anywhere, but you're no not going to wear. Life is good. Yep. You know, those t-shirts. So that's why we decided let's make this a separate brand, and then uh, I can market to every person in the country that right. likes CrossFit or weightlifting or whatever. Right. Um, Life's so, a message. Yep. You know? And then um, I joined a coaching group um, that I still am part of and I pay for, and I met people that are smarter than me in apparel and marketing. So I've got a guy that does my Instagram ads and stuff like that who's, I mean, I'm so out of my league and that stuff, dude. Isn't it funny when you, in your business when you start to realize that you don't have to do everything and you might not be the best person to do everything, right? Yeah. Like I just put a guy yep. you know, in charge of on my remodeling stuff. I got Ryan and he's, he's out in the field dealing with the customers and the, the, uh, all the, the subs and yep. frankly, he's better at it than yep. me. Yep. You yeah. know, and that's yeah. okay. Well, you know, and I, I was a bottleneck. Yeah, you know, exactly. And, and so stepping back and saying, "Go do that." I trust you 100. Yeah. percent I'm right here yeah. if you need me. It's been it's been pretty cool. Well, and I think that's the hardest part to answer your question earlier. Like, how do you go from, you know, me renting one space and being the only trainer in it to now we have 11 or 12 trainers. I haven't stepped foot in my gym this whole week. Yeah. Um, the apparel company, I have people doing stuff for me, so I don't even have a real. Sometimes I, have, sometimes I feel like I don't even have a job in any of the companies, right. right? Yeah. I think the hardest part is you have to do all the jobs to get to a point where you can actually afford right. to have other people do it. Unless yeah. you have someone that says, hey, here's 200 grand to start a business, which I've never had. Like I had 10 grand to start the, the, the gym with. Yeah. Literally 10 grand for my parents. The apparel company started from literally zero. There's yeah. never been like, hey, here's 50 grand in the bank to run the apparel company. Right. It just runs off itself. Yeah. So I had to learn how to make a website, ship the shit myself. Someone else prints it. I've never done that. But as it got bigger, I'm like, hey, instead of me packaging it, and I got t-shirts all over my kitchen. They're getting fucking cat hair on them. <laughs> Cheerios. And like for the first 10, I loved it. I yeah. liked, I liked. Felt good. I liked Shipping knowing that, that my handwritten notes go to my customer. Yeah. But when it became 100 that I have to fold up and ship out, I was like, all right, this is just stupid now. Yeah. And it's also not a good use of my time. Right. Now we pay his daughter to do it. It's a job for her. Yeah. It's income for her. Yeah. It's off my plate. It's not as profitable for me, but like I'm here, I'm able to do this. Yeah. Right. So I think. The challenge is you got to be willing to do all of it, even if you're like only like I'm not good. I built every website we have. I'm not great at it. Yeah. And as soon as I got to a point where I could pay someone to like, hey, you can do it better than me. Go. Right. My manager John does everything from a Google Sheets organizational standpoint way better than me. Yeah. I, the systems he's created, I couldn't even run without him. Yeah. So he's good at it. So yeah. I let him go, man. Right. I, I just and, and that's what he likes to and do. And you trust him 100%. Yep. So we started yep. to find things that like, hey, there might be a couple things that still have to be you. Yeah. But there's a lot of stuff that other people can do as good, if not better. I, I saw you do something that I thought was pretty cool. Uh, you know, there's, there's a lot of turnover in, yep. in, in the training world and gyms and everything. And you had a, one of your key people, Julian, was it? Yeah. That left. Yep. That said, hey, I'm, I'm going to go out and I'm doing this on my own. Yep. 
And I'm sure he was an integral part of your business yep. at the time. Yeah. You know, and a lot of guys either would have got their nose bent out of joint or yep. would have said, fine, leave now or yep. whatever. Yeah. You did the opposite. You hopped on social media yeah. and said, hey, this guy is going out and doing his own thing. I'm proud of him. Yeah. Um, I couldn't be happier for him. Yeah. And uh, there might have been another guy with him too. But yeah. Um, yeah. I thought that was pretty three cool. Of them went. You know, yep. yeah, to, to sort of take three key people yeah. out and. And you not just go stick your head in the sand or yeah. be pissed off. Yeah. And maybe at, you maybe go ahead. Maybe you went through that briefly. Yeah, sure. But at least outwardly to everybody, you were like, "We're going to champion these guys, and and that's going to come back to me tenfold." And yeah. I bet it has. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Well, it's so. a tough one. I mean, yeah. it's a tough one. Anytime you're in, I mean, you see it happen with every barbershop around here. Oh, right? yeah. I'm sure it happens in construction. Yep. It happens in the fitness. At some point these guys are going to want to go leave the nest, right? right? So you can either, this is my opinion, I don't know, you can either try to, you know, have them sign away their life that they're not allowed to go work for anybody else, non-compete shit out yeah. of them. I don't want these guys working for me if they don't want to anymore, right? right? The last yeah. thing I want is them working for me because I, they're locked in by a contract. Right. Then you end up with sneaky shit. Yeah. What I tell my guys is if you want to move on, talk to me and maybe we'll do something together. Like yeah. We'll open up an Iron Legion 2, and you can run it. Or you have that entre entrepreneurial spirit that... Because if you're going to open one of mine, it's got to be like ours is. I'm not saying it's the best. No, but you but that's protect, how you have a brand that stays the, brand. the same. If you have ideas that you want to challenge, which is shit, that's, that's what made me do this. Dude, go for it. I'm not going to... Just do it in a respectful way. Yeah. Like, those guys did. I said, tell me, tell me you're planning to leave. Tell me when you're leaving. I can't stop you from taking clients because that's a client's choice. Right. These are adults. Like you just said, be I can't better. say you stole my people. Right. If they choose to go with you, they chose to go with you. If they chose to stay with me, like yep. I don't get that. I never get how people get bent. And, yeah. and I've seen in this business so much energy expended. People literally calling me saying, hey man, my trainer left and he's still taking clients from my bed. Dude, get the fuck over it. Like, be better. Be better. Yeah. And figure out how to be different and move yeah. on, right? So, yeah, it was like no one ever wants to hear that three of your main guys are leaving and moving around the corner. That's never. And, and it doesn't news. mean that working for you or with you was bad. Exactly. It, it may mean that you were really good at it. Well, it's, you know. Yeah, and, and somebody it, said that to me because I because another guy just left too, and a, a friend of mine came to visit, and she said, "Hey, I see this guy's leaving too," and I said, "Yeah, man." And she goes. You're doing a great job creating entrepreneurs. I'm like, oh, I guess so. Yeah. That's a good way to look at it, right? right? Yeah. But yeah, no. As long as you it's know? done in a respectful way, I mean, yeah. and it's been fun to watch them create their own version. Like it's it's nothing. It's similar to what we do, but yeah. not the same. And I like seeing them kind of find their own voice and yep. brand and all that stuff. Yeah. 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 No, that's pretty cool. I thought that was cool. And, that, and there's another thing I didn't put in my notes, but I thought about while we were we we're talking here is you do something annually where you raise money. Mm, um, yeah. Talk about that for a minute. Yeah, yeah. So we do um, something we call Operation Change, mm -hmm. and it's a deadlift uh, event, and we raise money for the Make-A-Wish Foundation. And you um, crushed your goal this year. Yeah, right? dude. I forget what we even did, but I think it was like fifteen, sixteen thousand dollars So it's, it's uh, $7,000 for uh, to grant one wish. So yep. Make-A-Wish is for kids who have life-threatening illnesses. Um, and what they do is they basically meet with the kid and they say, look, you, you tell yeah. us what you want. Man. Yeah. Some World of the kids will say, yeah. I want to go meet one of the Red Sox. Some of the yeah. kids will say, I want to go on a cruise in the Caribbean. Some of the kids will say, I want a tree house in my backyard. So typically it's about seven grand budgeted yeah. per kid. So the first year we did it, I didn't know that yet. And I was like, I think we raised like 3000 And I was like, oh, who are we giving it to? And they're like, oh, well, when it's not a full wish, it just goes into the pot. So you're right. not going to know which kid you helped. Yeah. So I was like, I, I want to know who it is. <laughs> yeah. So our goal the next year or the second year after that was to raise at least seven. Yeah. So we could know the kid. Cool. So two years ago, we got that. We did like eight. So I got to meet the kid and his family. Nice. And uh, they actually came and did a, like a little, they, the kid wanted to have a ninja training obstacle course in his backyard because he and his brother yeah. liked to do the, um, uh, the ninja warriors or something yeah. like that. So the company called me. They say, hey, we want you to meet the kid. And also, um, you know, do you guys think you can do ninja training at the gym? I'm like, my gym's not really that kind of place. But there's a Ninja Warrior gym in Maine. And my jiu-jitsu coach is awesome with kids. Maybe he could do something. So they had the kids come to the jiu-jitsu gym with, with uh, my coach, Sean, at Stone Coast. 
and uh, he taught them ninja moves, and they did them on me. So yeah. I'd, I'd come attack them, and they'd knock <laughs> me down and put me in an arm bar. They're like seven or eight years old. Yeah. It was super fun, dude. And to see the parents, priceless, man. Yeah. So we did it again this year. We raised enough for two nice two kids so we got like 15 16 grand so yeah wow. it's, it's been awesome well, that's awesome congratulations and that's a uh, tip of the cap to you for doing that and that that's uh i mean that's truly changing somebody's life you legit, know? legit yeah talk to me about um so i think you you jumped on the personal branding wagon early yeah. at least in my estimation <clears throat> and i don't even think you knew you were doing it yeah like talk to me about your social media and like how you started and you know you've got the phone going and I, you know, at first I was like, man, this guy's, he's everywhere, yeah. you know, whether it's Instagram or Facebook, I don't even know if you're on TikTok or LinkedIn. <laughs> I keep, and, I keep all trying to them. get on TikTok, but I just can't. Dude. It's, it's can be, I mean, I've done a bunch of it. it yeah. It's a lot, it can be a lot unless yeah. you have some, and you've done it all, right? Yeah. You don't have a, do you have a no, person have a that person, does? No. So, you know, what, how has social media impacted you as an entrepreneur? Well, dude, I, so I was resistant to Facebook when it first was a thing back in, when I lived in Florida. And I remember a client came in and she said, are you on Facebook? I said, no, get the fuck out of here. She said, you have to be. You have to at least have your business on there. Yeah. I'm like, all right, well, then you do it for me because I literally have no idea. So she built us a business account yeah. for the Facebook and I started to use it a little bit down there. But when I moved up here and started this business, um, I read a book called uh, The 10X Rule by yep. Grant Cardone. Grant Cardone, yeah. And that changed the game for me because his whole point was, great book if you're doing anything, like entrepreneurial. It's on my nightstand. It's going to take 10 times the work you think it is to get what you want done, right? So what I took away from his book was, uh, well, you know Mike Foley, right? Yeah. Okay. So when I moved here, literally my guy, Troy, who showed me the home, we started talking what I do for a living. I'm in fitness. He goes, oh, you got to meet Mike Foley. Foley. Like the first (laughs) word out of his mouth was Foley, right? Everywhere I went, all I heard was Foley, 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 Foley about nutrition. Yeah. So that to me was a perfect example of top of mind branding. Right. If you even mention the name nutrition, Foley's coming up and PNC's coming up next, Absolutely. right? Yep. That's it. Yep. So I said, if you want to be on the map in this town for personal training, strength, whatever, that needs to be you. And I just moved here. So I don't have, Mike grew up here, right? right. Whatever. So I don't yeah. have a history. Yeah. I don't have a reputation. I'm just some dude from out of state who's like, you know, I got that against me almost. Especially right? in Maine. Yeah. You know, you're from, from Which, out of state. From out, yeah, from away, right? So I learned that after a little while. And his whole point was, you just have to be everywhere, yeah. but like 10 times more than you think. And that right. was hard because I, I don't anymore, but I felt stupid posting all the time. Right. I felt stupid recording videos. I felt, I was terrified to put videos up on Facebook and think that everybody's going to see it and they're going to talk that. shit and they're going to make fun of it. They're going to say something wrong. Like I would post it and then like, have anxiety about what kind of comments were going to come up. Then you grab the phone and look, oh no, 12 Dude, views. It was terrible. <laughs> and, I'll, and I'll never forget, there was a day I was in World Gym, I think, and I saw somebody on the phone and I'm like doing this and they were watching a video of me and yeah. they were like figuring out that it was me. And it felt really <laughs> weird and really cool, you know? Right. But it was scary. But uh, I remember him saying, if you can't let your, your I, I talk about this today with my, my guys in my coaching group. I would not want to look back and be fucking 85 and say, you know what? I never grew my businesses to what they should have because I was too embarrassed, too concerned about what people were going to think, yeah. right? Dude, yeah. I got ads for these shirts on Instagram with my fucking face on it. Yeah. Asking for trouble, right? <laughs> asking for people to make fun of me, right? I'm, I'm just asking yeah. for people to make fun of me. And I, every day, I expect it. Now, yeah. knock on what I don't usually get it. But when I do... Have you had it, some haters? Yeah. I mean, it pisses me off and it stresses yeah. me out, but I get over it pretty quick. I mean, what's, what's somebody got to say about you? And, I mean, you're out trying to do great stuff. I mean, you know, I, got, dude, I have, one guy, I have one guy come on and say, stop trying to be uh, Andy Fisella. Uh, it's fake and, it's, and it, it's annoying. Yeah. So my instinct is to fight back. I think I saw that. I think you tagged Fisella in it. And so I think what responded. I did is I just deleted it. <laughs> yeah first yeah. so i said you know what nothing's gonna guns good is gonna come with me right and and more i mean take the high i'm road. almost not even of against going at it in the comments sure. because sometimes it's just like dude that's okay let people watch yeah right you and you, you and me want to throw it down let's let's get a fucking audience and you're gonna see <laughs> right. that i'm not a pussy you know <laughs> right. exactly but um i also thought I'm not going to give do my. That, by the way, no, me either. I'm not going to. We have a story. I got a story about you with that. 
Yeah, I, you do. <laughs> I also don't want to give my emotional energy yeah. to this fucking clown right. in, in, in North Carolina somewhere who's talking shit. Don't so if feed, I just delete that. him, I can move on. If yeah. I spend all day arguing, waiting to see what he says back, that's an hour I don't get, a, yeah. a, a day I don't get back that yeah. I can be productive. You um, mentioned Frisella, um, and he came up with a 7500. Yep. Um, Take a couple minutes and tell us what that was like. Yeah, I, watched, yeah. I watched you go through that. Yeah, honestly, it was awesome. So I've been reading about 75 Hard forever. I've been following Andy for as long yeah. as I've had the gym. I love him. I love him, his company. So and, uh, for people that are listening, 75 Hard is uh, two workouts a day, 45 minutes. One of them has to be outside. Yep. A gallon of water a day, which is four of those things yep. that you've got right in your hand. Uh, follow a diet. Yep. No cheat meals. Yep. Uh, what's the last one? No alcohol. One? And no alcohol. And read 10 pages read 10 of a, pages. Like a real book, not like online stuff. Yeah, and you yep. did it. I did it. First try, my wife and I both completed it. Yep. Um, honestly, I don't feel like, for me, it wasn't super difficult because I, like I told my coach, my coach, uh, jiu-jitsu coach is doing it now, Sean. For people like us who are in the industry, like, I better be able to fucking do it, right? I mean, if I'm going to be out I, here talking I would, this I would shit. Venture like, a guess that your mentality was two 45-minute workouts. Can I just do them at the same time? Right? And you're you not supposed to. Actually. I know. Yeah, Can I just right. get that out of exactly. the way well, <laughs> in the morning? Well, the, and the funny thing is for me, I think the water was probably one of the hardest things. Yeah. Because I'm not a big water drinker anyway. Even though I know it's what we should be doing all the time, yeah. it's always an afterthought. So with the program, for the first week, I pounded it. Like I'd wake up and knock one of these out right away so yeah. I get a head start. Yeah. But then like 20 days in, I got complacent because I'm like, I got this. Yeah. And that's the danger zone with businesses, yep. with everything, right? Because yep. once you think you got it, and right. all of a sudden you you're take like, your foot off Shit, the gas. It's four o'clock. I only did one so far. <laughs> I got two left before I go to sleep, and I'm up all night. Yeah. So I found that um, the alcohol was surprisingly easy. Yeah. Uh, I struggle with that one a lot personally because I can do no alcohol easy. Yeah. Because to me, it's a mental challenge, right? Yeah. I, every right. T- people ask me all the time, how'd you stay when you got tempted to... I said, I, first of all, I didn't get tempted. Because in my I'm mind... Yeah. It's not what I'm doing right now. I put it out there in public. Right. I'm doing 75 hard. I, I'm, I'm not going to fail in front of all these people that are right. watching. And I just thought if I had to sit down with Andy, yeah. would I be a pussy in front of Andy? Right. Sorry, man. I gave, I gave in it. Day 14 because of my friend's birthday. Like, no, you, dude. You know what the not, funny thing not is? Not happening. Funny thing is about the social media thing, too, is that you might put it out there that every, you think every, like there's people watching and yeah. people commenting. What's really scary is how many people are watching and not commenting. Exactly. You know what I mean? Yep. You run into somebody in the grocery store. I, I've done this before, and they're like, hey, I, I liked your blog. And I'm like, I didn't know you read it. Dude. You know? Oh, you got to keep doing that. Way more than you know. Yeah. Yes. Even with this. I, yeah. I, dude, I get barely any traction on almost everything that I post, mm-hmm. right? But I'll get one or, like, not, not obvious. It's right. not like I get a thousand comments or right. likes or anything. But every once in a while, some random person will message me. Be like, hey, I've been following your journey. I started working out again. Thank you. Like, you watched all seventy, all my seventy-five hard stuff, and never commented, never yeah. shared it, never liked. Yeah. I, so many people, dude, yeah. and that's really hard because you go and you check your stats on your. Po- I don't know how many people listen to my podcast, dude. I don't check how yeah. many. I don't know even know how to find right subscribers on yeah. it, on iTunes. I don't know. Right. I see I see downloads, yeah. total downloads, but like, I don't know what that means, right? You just do it because you want to do it. What's a typical day for you now? So it's pretty cool, man. I do an exercise with my coaching group guys that I call uh, the perfect day. Yeah. And what I mean by that is I tell them to sit down, take 30 minutes, grab a cup of coffee, turn your phone off, take your notebook, and just picture a fucking Thursday in your, in your ideal life. Not, not, not like you and me went to the fucking beach for the weekend and drinking Coronas. Or right. Your normal life. Right. What does it look like? And, and try to really eliminate limiting factors. Like, well, I don't have enough money to do this, or I wish it was at the beach, but I live in Maine. No, no, no. Literally just what would it be? Yeah. And I'd have to say, I've done that probably like 10 times in the last 30 years, and I'm, I'm getting closer to like, actually, that's my life, right? Yeah. So like, um, I don't, my kids are homeschooled, so I don't have to get up at, six in the morning to get the whole fam up and ready and out the door. So takes a lot of stress out of the Yeah. Morning. So, I mean, I'll still get up around that time. So I like to be yeah. productive and I like some quiet alone right. time before everybody's up. Before John gets up. And but starts. if I decide to turn the alarm off and sleep in, I can. Yeah. I don't really have anywhere to be. Um, I have my manager, John, runs Iron Legion for me now. Super capable, super smart dude. So I'm, I'm not involved in a lot of the day-to-day stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, 
I told you about the apparel company. I have a guy that prints and ships and everything for me, so that's kind of on autopilot. Yep. I do my coaching call every Thursday at 12, so that's that. Perfect. Um, podcast I do whenever I feel like it. So I don't have a whole lot of like, my goal in all my businesses was to achieve time freedom more than money. Right? I wanted to have enough money to, to live comfortably, but I, I would always choose freedom versus if you offered me another 50 grand a year, but I had to be somewhere at nine o'clock every day. I'm not saying yes, right? So I'll typically get up, I'll sit down and drink my coffee journal and write out my like either um, thoughts for the day sure. or what I have to do for the day. My wife will usually join me. We'll hang out a little bit. Then I'll get the kids up, make breakfast for everybody. Uh, they have a teacher that comes to the house that's homeschooling at the house. Saved my ass because that used to be my job and I was terrible at that job. <laughs> so I'm paying somebody else to do it. She's that, great at it. That seventh grade math will kill you. Dude, oh my God. <laughs> um, and then I just go downstairs to my office and I do my social media posting, yep. record my podcasts or videos that I'm doing. Cool. Maybe have a couple phone calls or two. Like I said, I'll do something like this. I head over to the gym. I meet, I meet with John, my manager, you know, once a yep. week or we'll talk during the week. Um, Get my workouts in, get my jiu-jitsu training in. You're in a good spot. Yeah. One cool. of the things I've noticed is you've done all this and still been a dad. As yeah. I see I see pictures, you give John a lot of crap on, yeah. on yeah. social media yeah. Yeah. And, and your daughter's a, getting to be a teenager or whatever. Oh, and and yeah. so you're going through that, but yeah. but you're plugged in. You're not, there's no like cost. Yeah, there yeah, maybe yeah. is at times, yeah. but you're you're doing it, Yeah. you know, which is, which is really cool. Um, we've got a few minutes left. What would you... What would you say to somebody that's struggling? I know your mindset, you, you know, I, I like your mindset, yeah. but, uh, you know, I know you're not going to sit here and tell me that every day is just wonderful, oh my God, yeah. right? And you have these, these highs and yeah. these lows, and yeah. there's probably a time where you were like, frig this, I, I, yeah. I'm selling all these plates and I'm going to get out of here and I'll go yeah. back to the guy and, yeah. and, you know, and I'll run my, yeah. you know, whatever, just give me a yeah, paycheck. Yeah. I'm yeah. good. You know, I'll go, yeah. I'll hang out with the kids, but yeah. you know, how do you get through those times? And then when you look back on it, you know, what were the, what were the um, coping strategies, yeah, yeah. if you will, yeah. that you had to, to employ? It's a great question, man. I think, you know, when we sit here and have these interviews and, and tell these stories, they're always really cool told backwards. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like right. when this happened and it's cool, yeah. if, I, if I told you the long version of all this, there's a, there's a divorce in there. There's, I got fired a couple times in there. There's a year and a half where I was fucking depressed and mm -hmm. almost on medication, drank two glasses of wine every night to be able to fall asleep. Yep. Didn't work out for six months because I was too anxious about not being able to pay my rent that I couldn't justify going to the gym. Right. So I was 20 pounds lighter than I am now, just stressed all the time and couldn't eat. That, I, I forget, that, that becomes a little funny blip here. Dude, that ain't fun when you're fucking living in it. A year right. and a half of yeah. being checked out from my wife, depressed, like I said, drinking just to fall asleep, waking up with anxiety, trying to find ways to just turn it off and make it go away. It was terrible. Um, so there is a lot of that. On the, you know, there's a lot of, uh, before I even found them, borrowed the money from my parents to open the Iron Legion, I was laying in my, I remember it was my daughter's bedroom at the time, laying in there, scrolling through my phone, trying to figure out how to borrow money. Cause I didn't have yeah. any, we had no credit. Yeah. They just moved here and I couldn't, I was like, I can't afford this loan. No one's going to loan me any money. Cause I don't have any money. Yeah. And I just made a list of like, who do I know that I could ask for money? And my parents were the first one. I had 10 people on the list True. and they said, look, we have money set aside for later on. We'll give it to you now. And that was the thing. So my only advice would be that a it's part of it. It comes with it. It's fucking you, part of it. There's nobody that's it. done anything that didn't spend a whole lot of time and shit. Yeah. Um, I talked about this with my guys today too. It's imagine you and I are about to set set sail and, and you know uh, go go uh, you know discover America overseas. You think we're gonna not run into fucking storms and <laughs> sharks and fucking pirates? Like right. we have to prepare for that part. And I think what happens is if we're not prepared for that. When they happen, we're like, oh, I suck. Right. I shouldn't be running. Dude, you know how many times I've barely been able to make payroll? Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, I'm sitting here talking business. Dude, there's times where I'm like, bro, don't run payroll yet. Hold mm. up, man. I got to move some shit around. Right? Yeah. Hey, don't, run, don't put direct deposit for John this week. I'm going to yeah. write him a check in two days because we're tight. Yeah. Dude, it happens all the time. Right. When it first happened, I thought I'm a failure. Failure. Yeah. I suck. Yeah. Right? So, yeah. unhappy customers. Right? 
oh, dude, I ordered my shirt a month ago. What the fuck? Yeah. Used to throw me for a loop. Yeah. Right? Now I understand. It's just business, dude. So I think I understanding that what you're, what you're struggling with is just part of it. You're not doing anything wrong necessarily. Maybe you are. Yeah. But there's a good chance you're doing anything right. And this is just business, dude. Right. This is just th- things happen. Yeah. Personal life, too. Like I said, I've had some pretty interesting, shitty personal life stories. But, like, again, it's find ways that you can just hang on in there yeah. whether that's journaling podcast you know i found I, you know i found like tony robbins and all that type of shit 20 well that's years the thing and you've, that you've mentioned this several times as we've said here you know uh, grant cardone business books personal development and even your own coach so yeah. somebody may look at you and say why does he need a coach yeah. like he's the guy that i would have coach me but Top people, like, all have a coach. Like, and you take a, I'll use Tom Brady, for example. He's got a throwing coach, a, a right. nutrition coach, a sleep coach. Perfect he's got example. every kind of coach. All He's yeah. like the greatest in the world, right? Yep. Uh, and he's got all these people around him that yep. still coach him Perfect and make example. sure he's doing what he needs to do. My, my receiving coaching is probably my favorite part of the week. Yeah. Like, I love to coach. Because you're growing. I love my coaching calls when I'm listening to my coach. I yeah. love my jujitsu lessons where I just... I'm the beginner, yeah. and I do what I, I love that. You yeah. know what I mean? So, yeah, yeah I think that keeps us kind of young and, and has something to be excited about. Yep. You know? Well, what's next? I mean, here you are. You've, you've got your, the gym going. You've got the apparel company going. You're podcasting. You've got a coaching group. Your yep. kids are coming on to kind of yeah. adolescence here, and, uh, you know, things are good. Yeah. Where are you in five years? Uh, so I think in five years, uh, I'm really focusing on, I'm really enjoying the coaching group. Mm-hmm. Um, I feel like that's been my calling for a long time and I finally figured out how to do it in a manageable way. Like I, I can't do one-on-one coaching. Like I have people ask me, Hey, could you do one-on-one business coaching for me? I said, I don't have the bandwidth to help you. Like it, it would cost me, I'd have to charge you so much money per hour to right. dedicate the appropriate energy. Yeah. I don't think I would sure. satisfy what you want. And I, I think it would be a drain on me. Yeah, I can coach a group of people at once on a general level really effectively and yeah. really well. Yeah. And so it brings me great joy and I think it brings a lot of value to them at a, at a low cost. So it's a win-win. Yeah. And I can do it from anywhere. Yeah. I can get my dream house That's in Montana right. and fucking do my phone calls yeah. from there. So I really want to focus on that. Um, I'm waiting to see how much my buddy who does my printing can handle from my, on the apparel company. Meaning... It's just him and his kid. Yeah. So they can't handle 100 shirts a week. But if he's going to expand his business, I could put a little more gas on the fire for him. That's a pretty good feeling to be able to help a guy expand his business, right? Totally. You'd be part of that. Yep. Right? And then we got a couple of coaches that want to open their own Iron Legions over the next couple of years. So just trying to figure out like what the next version of that would look like, yeah. where it would be. And, and I, honestly, now with the gyms, I just want to see these guys. I want to give the, my guys opportunities. I don't need another one. For, yeah. for me, like emotionally or financially, I just want to have them. I think that's the real grow uh, you know? measure of a leader or an entrepreneur too. Is kind of look around at the people in their life and yeah. how have you improved the lives of others? Yeah, you know. So we're getting close to wrapping up here. We have got a couple minutes. Um, I want to read a quote to you. All right. right? Worry about today. Uh, excuse me. Um, don't worry about today. Take tomorrow's problems on tomorrow. That was I got that off the, the podcast. Oh really? Yeah, that was somewhere back around two seventy. I love that. That's don't was, worry was, about today. I'm listening. And you might to have even been it. talking about your dad at the time. It, it Take tomorrow's was. problems yep. on tomorrow. Yep. My dad taught me that. You know, and if you think about it, you know, tomorrow really never comes, right? So that's that's kind of actually pretty deep. But I, so. I remember my dad telling me that I yeah. just talked to one of my coaches on the way here, and she's uh, uh, getting her massage license, yep. right? And looking at how to grow that side of her business, how to pair it with being a coach, how to still work for us and how to do some ups for them. And I literally just said the same thing. She's yeah. thinking about stuff that's going to happen down the road right. and, be in, and be, you know, challenging. I'm like, but that's not something to worry, worry about. Worry about today. Yep. It was exactly that. So that's funny you found that. Well, um, um, this has been fun. Uh, totally. It's been a while since I caught up with yeah. you. It's been great. Um, but you got to take a minute now. And, and I joked with the, the girl that we did the podcast with the other day. I said, Probably like 12 people are going to hear this. So what, what, <laughs> make sure all those 12 people what, know where to find you, right? What, uh, what would you say to somebody that's watched this and, and gotten to know you a little bit? Uh, maybe somebody that's considering starting their own business or that's in the fitness industry or apparel or what? Yeah. You know, what kind of words of wisdom do you have for somebody going out the door? Um, I'd say 
it's all personal development. Like, like invest mm-hmm. in yourself first. Uh, I can't think of a time I've ridden in the car alone and not listen to an audio book or a podcast. It's, it's rare that I'll even let myself listen to music because mm-hmm. I feel like I can listen to music while I'm working out. I can listen to music yeah. when the kids are in the car. When I'm in the car by myself, I'm learning. Yeah. Um, so that would be number one. I think if I have any secret to success, it's hundreds of those books. Like I've listened to the same books over and over and over because I always pick up a nugget. Yeah. And it always seems to be appropriate to what I'm running into right now. Yeah. Right. Um, So I think that's the key. And then also get get help. Like you said, either either people that work for you when you're at the point you can hire. But in the meantime, you might have to pay for like I pay 300 bucks a month for my coaching group that I'm a part of Mm -hmm. Um, because I get value. And it keeps me growing because I'm right. around people that are a higher level than yeah. me. What happens is you become the smartest person in the room and you get stuck. Yep. I'm around a lot of people now that know a lot of stuff that I don't know and are doing way bigger things that's than me. That's where you want to be. And that's who I can ask questions. Yep. Well, thanks, man. It's yeah, been man. good. You know, there's other stuff to you. There are things we didn't cover. Yeah. And, you know, maybe we, do we'll, a part two, dude. We'll do a part two. Yeah, yeah it's been yeah. fun. I'll bring, so. And I'll bring my... Little phone over here. We get out of yeah, we'll do both. a double. Yeah. <laughs> well, thanks. I've been. Yeah, I've had fun watching you. You're an inspiration, uh, not just to me, but to many. So, uh, congratulations and on all your time, success. I'm going to tell a story about you getting into a fist fight with <laughs> someone outside the window. But we'll, we'll save we'll, that. One. We'll talk about that on the next one. All right. Thanks, Scott. Take care.